And now, here's your host of Shaping Success, Wes Tankersley. What is up, everyone? Welcome to Shaping Success. I am your host, Wes Tankersley, coming at you with another solo episode. If you haven't noticed, that is kind of the theme of the season. We call it a season, but it's not really a season. It's just this year. Um, I dedicated a lot of time, and if you haven't, if this is your first time listening, um, go check out some previous shows. There's some great, great guests. I've got over 200 episodes, and you know those people were awesome influences on me and who I talk to, and I kind of try to get to know people, how they create success, and so I can share that with you. If you want to support the show, which helps me to upgrade getting new cameras, microphones, etc., um, please join the Patreon for as little as five bucks a month. You can support the show and get uh, show swag and things like that the longer you support. So I appreciate Nikki Pavlovich. She is my only Patreon supporter at this point, but I know that that will grow to many, many more. There's also lots of free ways to support the show by liking, sharing, reviewing. Tag me wherever you do that. You know, I am on all social media. You can go to westtankersley.com. The website is being worked on right now. We're almost there, but it has the link site where you can go and check out everywhere Shaping Success is. We have merchandise. We have all kinds of things to help grow you. If you would like to email me, Wes at westankersley.com, I can help you to, you know, either start a podcast or, you know, direct you in other certain ways. So please let me know if you have show ideas and things like that. I'm going to continue last week's conversation about this book, The Go-Giver by Bob Berg and John David Mann. Um, We talked about two different laws last week, and we're going to talk about the law of influence. So go check out last week's episode if you want to know about the other ones. The law of influence, and there's five laws. This is the third one. Your influence is defined by how often and how much you focus on others' interests first. Wow. Powerful, right? Think about that. I spend quite a bit of time reading books. Let's, uh, let's talk about, I mean, not reading, listening. Uh, my job currently, you know, I drive around in the Treasure Valley, which is in, you know, the Boise, Idaho area, um, going to customers' houses to show them products and, and help them pick them out and then selling them to them. That's what I do every single day. And so I always told myself I don't have time to read, right? Reading is something that really expands your mind and it's where you get input. I think of like a short circuit. If you've ever seen that movie before, you know, the robot becomes alive. Johnny Five, you know, he comes alive. And I'm sorry if you don't understand that, but go look up Short Circuit and you'll figure that out. It's a great, funny movie about a war machine robot that they created that got struck by lightning and then realizes that he needs input. And reading gives you input, right? And where you get your input from influences you in a great way. And so I, you know, I think I've talked about it before, but went to college, I basically didn't crack a book the whole time. Got a 3.8 GPA. And then my master's damn near 4.0, except for one professor who didn't like the way that I wrote and uh, gave me a B. Stupid. One B in my master's degree. (laughs) Doesn't matter anyway, because I don't use them. And it's just a stupid piece of paper that tells you that you can do something that you could probably do without that piece of paper. But that's a whole nother story. So I told myself, you know, I don't have time to read. I never cracked a book until about four years ago. And the first couple I read, you know, paperback, hardback, open them up, read through them, get through them on an iPad, you know, those types of things, trying to find a way to make it so that I had time to read. And reading is a highly important skill that you need to have, but we don't do it 
as much anymore because in the world of technology, we don't need to. We can watch a YouTube video. You could be watching this on YouTube right now, and I am influencing you in some way. A book influences you in some way. And then you hear this coin, influencer, right? Well, a lot of times the influencer is trying to influence you into going and buying something. And uh, that's kind of a little bit different term. The problem is, is that they always have themselves in mind first. What can I do to give myself something, right? How can I build that for me? So your influence is very important. So throughout my day, I try to find things that influence me, people who have influenced me, people who have made me better, people who have made me worse, looking at what they give, what they get. So I listen to these books on Audible because I found a way, because I have this dead space in my day, right? I'm driving around from place to place, so I'll listen to a book. I'll listen to music. Music influences you. I'll listen to something that will hopefully make me a better person. Now you can sit there and you can think that, Okay, whatever. We talked a little bit about negativity selling, right? Negativity is one of those things that if you are a round negative person, your influence over that person will influence them to be negative unless they are in the proper headspace to just let that go. So influence, right? Influence. How do you influence others? As a person who you are, what do you do every day to influence people? Is it a good way? Is it a bad way? So dissect that. Think about the types of things that happen to you. Um, you know, so this book, The Go-Giver, my friend that I hadn't talked to since I was in high school, so uh, 42, 24 years. It's been a while. It's been a while since I've talked to him, and I may, it may even be 25 because I probably didn't talk to him when I was a senior either. But we had this conversation about this you know, situation, and then we started talking about books and things like that, and he started talking about, you know, I read a lot more than I used to. And, you know, they started a book club at work and it actually is helping other people to, you know, expand their mind and think about things. And so he's like, he saw a post I had made about reading books and he told me three books to read. And one of them was The Go-Giver. And I'll tell you what, fiction is not something that I really read. Like I like to read about or listen. I'm going to call it read, even though you know I listen to it. Um, But I like to listen to books about people who have going beyond, who have made people better, who have built something and then showed other people how to do it. Because I think that sharing your knowledge with other people is very rewarding. And that goes into this. Your influence is defined by how often and how much you focus on others' interests first. When I was working at Les Schwab, there was two different kind of managers that I worked for. Schwab's a tire company in the Northwest. It's expanding. It got bought out by, you know, it was a private owned company by an individual. Now it got bought out. But anyway, when I was working there as a sales and service employee, it was important that everyone knew how to do everything to me. That was very important because when you run out to greet a customer, and this is the way that we do it, come and drive in the parking lot, you run out, you greet them, ask them what they need. I would want to be the person to answer that question. And then I thought about it. So if I sent out someone who was brand new to go answer a question for a customer, they had to greet them. That was part of their job. They had two choices. They could either answer the question right there or they could send them in to the office and show people or send them to someone who could answer the question that they're looking for. So knowledge is power, right? So the more that person knew, the better off we were as a team. I also had 
um, people that I work for who only wanted certain people know, having the knowledge. They determined who they were by how they did what they did. Well, if I, as a sales and service employee, taught the new guy everything that I needed knew, then maybe he could become that person that they wanted, you know, the customers to talk to. And I looked at it that way. I looked at it the fact that the more knowledge that everyone had, the better off I was. The less I had to do, the less everyone had to do, we become more efficient, we become more well-rounded, and we can take care of problems and things like that a lot better, a lot easier, because everyone has the knowledge. But that other individual, you know, kept the knowledge close to his heart. He didn't want other people to know it because he looked at it as, the more they know, the more obsolete I become. They don't need me. If they don't need me, then what am I here for? And that just isn't the way to look at it. You know, my thinking is not for everyone and I understand that, but that's the thing. You have the choice. So you have the choice of people you surround yourself with. So if you walk into the place of work that you're at and you walk into the office, there's two different people in there. There's one person who talks highly of the company. There's one person who talks lowly of the company. And you start talking to the person highly of the company. You start to feel a little bit better about that, right? You start talking to the person who feels lowly about the company, then you start to feel low about the company. And I've had this situation happen in my life recently, and it just drives me crazy. People influence your life on a daily basis. The very hardest part about that whole situation is that if you are in a situation where the people who influence your life are a negative person and they're around you all the time, they are going to drag you down. I, for one, do not want to look at the world as a negative place. I want to look at it as a positive place. Because if I do, I feel better about my day. I spent the whole first 38 years of my life feeling completely different than I do the last four years. Having conversations with family members who talk to me about how bad it is for this and that. And I fall into it myself. I do it myself. Everything that I talk to you about is something that I have gone through And it's relatable. And that's why I like to talk about it to other people because the people who influence me share their thoughts and feelings. And I have two choices, right? I can take the knowledge that they gave me and I can relate it or I can take the knowledge that they gave me and say, that's not something that I want to do. So I have a choice, right? So the negative person can give you all those negative thoughts and you can decide, well, does there some valid reasoning behind this or is there not? And then you can set it aside. The biggest problem that I see with the society right now, and this happens in my own family, is that we are not willing to look at both sides of a situation. We are not willing to make an objective decision. Okay, There are people in political, Political is a real good way to talk about it. I'm not going to talk about politics in general, but I'm going to talk about the situation at hand. There is someone far right. There is someone far left. They can have a conversation about something and then they can hate each other and never agree on it and disagree and then never talk to each other again. Then there are people who are on the right and the left that can have a conversation and converse about the situation and walk away as friends. And look at both sides. I remember the word objective very clearly. Learning that word in the fifth grade. What does it mean to be objective? Our media is supposed to be objective. 
they're supposed to do the research on one side of the argument and the research on the other side of the argument, not show what they think. They do not do that. They're there to give you the facts so that you can make an educated decision about what you want to do. Well, we don't make those decisions anymore. We think about what people have said, what people have done, instead of thinking about how that policy actually helps us or does not help us. And you think about how divided our country is right now. It's because those people cannot get along because they cannot see what's best for us. They're thinking about their interest first. Your influence is defined by how often and how much you focus on others' interests first. I'm not great at this. I do my best, and I'm working on it. But when you sit there and you make a decision based on what's best for you, instead of thinking about the other people, it's pretty selfish. And there are other people that you can influence and you can make better every single day. And there's a lot of things in my life that have made me think this way. My parents, my coaches, my bosses. I've had some really good, I worked at four or five different Les Schwab's when I was at Les Schwab. Um, I worked for some really good managers and ones that I really respect. And I've listened to people tell me that certain things can't happen with certain managers, and they did. When I got promoted to be an assistant manager, I went into a store that I worked at for about a year, and every single person that I talked to about being promoted to be an assistant manager said, well, that doesn't happen here. Jim doesn't promote people. That's not what he does. So working here, you're probably just going to be a worker. And we had an assistant manager come in, a new one, because we, you know, it's kind of a rotating deal. A man, assistant manager would get promoted to be manager. He'd go to another store, and then we'd get a new assistant manager in. And I was talking to the assistant manager, and the one that was coming in that was actually just, you know, they, they come in and they work for a day. So, like, there's 10 people who have applied for this job. Your job is to come in and work at the store for a day. And um, they kind of ask you questions. They want to get to know you because they want to take interest in you and see what they've got and see what they're working with and how they can create things for them. And, and uh, I'll never forget it. Jeremy Wood, he goes, you planning on being an assistant manager? And I was like, no, nah, I don't think so. I don't think, you know, Jim doesn't promote people. And uh, Jeremy said, hmm, do you want to be one? I was like, yeah. I, you know, I mean, I would love to always move forward. That's the way my life is. And, you know, I didn't think much more of it after that conversation. And then a month later, he is our assistant manager and he works with us. And he goes, come here, let's talk. So we sit down and we talk about it. And he said, why do you think this? You know, we talked it through it. And he goes, all right, well, we're going to get you promoted. I was like, it doesn't happen here. Jim doesn't do that. Well, the fact of the matter was, was that my eyes weren't open to the fact that Jim does promote people. People need to put the first effort forward first. And Jeremy helped me to put that effort forward. He helped me to learn how to do the things that I needed to do. And then he says, go give this to Jim. So I created a budget for Les Schwab. I went in and I handed it to Jim. And he sits down and he goes, have a seat. And I had never talked to Jim about being promoted. I just talked to Jeremy about it. And he started going through my budget with me and telling me, this is great. You took the initiative, you did a budget. These are the things that I need you to do to make this budget better. And 
from there on out, he was on my side. He was helping me. We did some mock stuff. We did all those things and I got promoted. So after that, after people in my store saw that I could get, that you could get promoted out of that store, it just took you doing the initiative. There was four or five other people who got promoted, but hadn't, there hadn't been a promotion out of that store since Jim was the manager of that store. He was looking for people to take the initiative. So it can happen. These things can happen. You have to be willing to do the work. What a great influence that was on me. My father, I've talked to you about this story multiple times, and um, my dad and I don't agree on a lot of stuff, but I'm always chasing his approval, which I need to stop doing because I don't think that I'm ever going to get it. But that's okay, and I've come to terms with that. But because of him, I played football. When I was in the fifth grade, he, they signed me up for Optimus Football, and I was going to quit. And the very first day I was going to quit because they wanted me to run, and I didn't want to run. I hated running. I still hate running. But it was a necessary thing to be in shape to be able to play the game that I wanted to play. So you had to take the bad in your mind with the good. If I had the attitude that I had now, I would know that that's going to make me better for this. And, you know, my dad didn't tell me that I had to play football. My dad, well, he did tell me I had to play football. He didn't tell me that this was a necessary thing, but he told me I wasn't going to quit and coerced me in a certain way that made me want to not quit. Best thing he ever did. I went from being this kid who didn't want to run to the most improved player on the team. And then the next year I was on a different team and I was really good. And then middle school and then high school, pretty damn close to starting on the varsity my freshman year. Got a third tuition scholarship to go play football. Didn't like, I I was over it. You know, I didn't think that that was worth it. I thought I was better than that. So you go through all these processes, but the fact of the matter is, is that even though you have these processes in your mind, the failures, the struggles, the things like that, you need to be willing to move forward. And it doesn't matter how that forward move comes. It may be two steps back before you can take four steps forward, but you gain two still, right? We have to think about that. My coaches influenced me in a great way in high school. I think about Harry Hedrick and how he made me a better person, made me a better player, and helped me to get the things that I get in life. And there are lessons that I learn every single day. I think about Bill Taylor, who was my baseball coach, who taught me many things that he may not know that he taught me. You know, baseball is a great, the great equalizer. It is one of my favorite games because the fact of the matter is, is you can fail and still succeed, but you have to be willing to be consistent in what you're doing, consistently trying to get better, consistently willing to practice, consistently pushing and moving forward. And learning those things from these people who influence you, you have two choices, right? I've been coaching, I've, I've coached sports and I've been around people who are super negative coaches and talking bad to other players and mad at parents and things like that. And then what happens? The team does not do well, does not perform well. doesn't matter how many good athletes you have on that team. If it comes from the top down as a negative thing, it's going to just spread. Your influence is defined by how often and how much you focus on others' interests first. 
And that's, that's what I want to leave with you guys with. I want you to understand that selfish people do selfish things. Not everything in your life should be a selfish thing. If you have knowledge that you can share that will help the world be a better place, that'll help a person be better, and you do that over and over and over, you will reap way more reward from sharing your knowledge, sharing your good influence than you will from hiding it and keeping it to yourself and close to your heart. True people who follow this, who have put other people's interests first, which again, I'm not great at it, but I'm working on it, will get much farther than those people who do not. You do have to put your life, your life preserver on first and take care of you first. But sharing how you took care of that, which is what I prefer to do, to help other people grow, to share knowledge, to listen to both sides, to be objective, has helped me to be a much better person. And I think if you start looking at things that way, it will help you to be a better person too. Until next time, I challenge you to find the shape of your success. Thank you.